people of the internet, welcome to Poldark Fancast, a podcast that sometimes talks about Poldark, and we're its hosts. I'm Michelle, I live in the States. You can find me on Tumblr at Princess. No, that's her, no. at Poldark Muses, and I tweet at Musings. And my name is Rita, I live in England. I'm on Tumblr at Princess of Poldark, mm-hmm. and I tweet at Rita Bites. And welcome back to another quarantine mini-sode. We are here every week during the coronavirus crisis with a new mini-sized podcast to listen to, where we discuss something we watched that week. And this week, we watched the oft-requested Bell, a 2013 period drama. But as always, before we talk about the movie, let's learn about it in our Wikipedia corner. Wikipedia corner needs us. A- jingle but i just can't think of it somebody (laughs) write in with a suggestion it's Um, too damn hot (laughs) (laughs) okay so bell is a 2013 british period drama film directed by amarisante the film is based on dido elizabeth bell played by gugu mathba raw dido is the illegitimate mixed race daughter of an enslaved african woman and a Royal Navy captain who placed the girl into the care of his uncle and Belle's great-uncle, Lord Mansfield, and his wife in late 18th century London. Dido was being raised by a white aristocratic family and acquired many intellectual skills. She uses her personal experience to debate the social and structural issues of her time, such as gender roles and abolitionism. Dido's role in the film has been said to be a way that is usually denied to historical black women. Dido Elizabeth Bell was a real person who was born into slavery in 1761 in the British West Indies to an enslaved African woman known as Maria Bell. Her father was 24-year-old Sir John Lindsay, a member of the Lindsay family of Evelicks. I think is so. That yeah, Evelicks? Okay. <laughs> uh, I've never heard of it. <laughs> yeah and a descendant of the clan Murray. He was a career naval officer and then captain of the British warship HMS Trent, based in the West Indies. Lindsay is thought to have found Maria Bell held as a slave on a Spanish ship, which his forces captured in the Caribbean. He appears to have taken her as his concubine. He then returned to London after the war in 1765 with his young daughter, Dido Bell who was four years old. When they arrived in England, he took her to Kenwood House, the home of his uncle, William Murray, first Earl of Mansfield. The Murray family raised Bell as an educated woman along with their niece and Dido's cousin, Lady Elizabeth Murray, whose mother had died. Dido lived at Kenwood House for the next 31 years, where she was treated like the rest of the family. As she grew older, she often assisted Mansfield by taking dictation of his letters which showed she had been educated there are a number of contemporary anecdotes from visitors to the estate that write about her treatment as an equal and her great intellect lord mansfield ruled on a related matter of the status of slaves in england in his capacity as lord chief justice of england and wales when called on in 1772 to judge somerset v stewart the case of an escaped slave whose owner wanted to send him back to the West Indies for sale. 
Lord Mansfield decreed that the state of slavery is of such a nature that it is incapable of being introduced on any reason, moral or political, but only positive law, which preserves its force long after the after the reasons, occasion, and time itself from whence it was created is erased from memory. It's so odious that nothing can be suffered to support it but positive law. Whatever inconveniences, therefore, may follow from a decision, I cannot say this case is allowed or approved by the law of England, and therefore the black must be discharged. The black. The black. It could be worse. When I was reading it, I was like, uh, thank God he didn't say the N-word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mansfield's ruling that slavery did not exist in common law and never had been introduced by positive law was taken by abolitionists to mean that slavery was abolished in England. But this ruling did not impact the UK alone. Remember, at this point, America was still a British colony and southern slave owners, previously opposed to independence, on hearing this verdict, joined the revolution against the crown, fearing abolitionist laws would soon be in place there. And then we have the American Revolution! Yes! That's, that's your Hamilton reference for the right mm-hmm. for the, for the I, I could turn it on right now. If people would like to hear Brother it. But... Revolution. Okay, no, no, we've got we've to talk about this instead. Um, yes. So in 1781, when Dido was 20, the Zong massacre took place. This was the mass killing of more than 130 enslaved Africans by the crew of the British slave, slave ship Zong. Uh, the Gregson Slave Trading Syndicate, which was based in Liverpool, owned the ship and sailed her in the Atlantic slave trade. As was common business practice, they had taken out insurance on the lives of the enslaved people as cargo. According to the crew, when the ship ran low on drinking water following navigational mistakes, the crew threw enslaved people overboard into the sea. After the slave ship reached port at Black River, Jamaica, Zong's owners made a claim to their insurers for the loss of the enslaved people. When the insurers refused to pay, the resulting court case, Gregson v. Gilbert, 1783, held that in some circumstances the deliberate murder of enslaved people was legal and that the insurers could be required to pay for those who had died. The jury found for the slavers, but at a subsequent appeal hearing, the judges, led by the Earl of Mansfield, ruled against the syndicate owners due to new evidence that suggested the captain and crew were at fault. After Lord Mansfield's death in March 1793, Bill married John Davinier. I think that's how they pronounced it in the movie. (laughs) Yeah, same here. Yeah, John Davinier, a Frenchman who may have worked as a gentleman's steward on 5 December 1793 at St. George's, uh, Hanover Square. They were both then residents of the parish. The Diviniers had at least (laughs) three sons, twins Charles and John, and William Thomas, baptized. Bell died in 1805 at the age of 43 and was interred in Jan... July of that year at St. George's Fields, Westminster. So, as you can see, there are substantial differences between real-life events and the movie. They chose to set the events, uh, set the major events 
Bell's and Elizabeth's love affairs, and the Zong case in the same year that the painting was made, which was when Bell was about 18. In reality, Bell married at 32, long after Lady Elizabeth was married and John de Venier was in real life a French manservant at Kenwood, not an English apprentice lawyer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bell premiered at the 2013 Toronto International Film Festival on 8 September 2013. The film received positive reviews from critics. Rotten Tomatoes gives the film a certified fresh score of 84%. The site's consensus states, It boasts all the surface beauty that fans of period pictures have come to expect, but Bell also benefits from its stirring performances and subtle social consciousness. I'm not sure how subtle that it, it was. It, no, no, no. Uh, not as subtle as a bag of hammers. Right. Um, so mm-hmm. have you seen this film before? Yes. Uh, me too, yes, back when it came out. Yeah. Um, I don't think I saw it when it came out, um, but I know I saw it uh, maybe a couple years after it had come out. I feel like in the space between, like, it was only, I say only, uh, seven years? That's that's almost a decade, Rita. Um, it feels <laughs> like it was yesterday, but in the space of those seven uh-huh. years, I feel like um, we're all a bit more knowledgeable about um, these issues now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, the, like, my whole opinion on this film, that like, hasn't really changed so much, but... I'm looking at it from as a changed woman, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no, I totally get it. I think, like, if you have seen this movie in the past, maybe give it another rewatch to see how your opinions might have changed or your feelings. I don't know. That's what I would suggest. I totally agree. Um, it was, I thought it was really great to watch it again especially especially after everything that has happened uh this summer um and um you know i i know that we've had uh, a couple of conversations about um our love for period dramas um and how the slave trade and uh subsequent subsequent um injustices um have kind of impacted our viewing or even our <laughs> stomach for <laughs> some of the the movies that we've watched so far and there had been some concern about doing this one as well but you know I'm really glad I did. Yay. Um yeah, I'm really glad I did. I think it's just um well the director is a British African heritage herself. And I think, like, all the previous films we have watched have been from the perspective of, like, white dudes <laughs> trying to yeah. t- tell us about, like, how it feels to be, yeah. of like, in that position. And it just doesn't, it's not as authentic as this movie is. And I think it's, this is important. Yay. It's also really nice to be able to watch something that sort of acknowledges the the backdrop politically and like socially because you know it's lingering in the background of all of our escapist period drama watching you know as much as we might <laughs> yes. be like 
oh, the pretty houses and the clothes. And it's like, okay, but what paid for those houses and those clothes? Um, Exactly. What was at the root of all of it? It's black lives. Exactly. And um, it's good that we have, like, as period drama watches, we have something that acknowledges that for like the first time i can't think of another movie like this it's so singular um but it's not very like in it's in a way that i can't really explain it's not like a heavy watch like it's emotional but i mm-hmm. didn't struggle with it as much as when we watched mansfield park um oh yeah agreed totally agreed um mansfield park that was that was a slog. There's no other word for it. I did it because I love you <laughs> and I love the podcast. <laughs> oh, Mansfield Park. Uh, maybe one day I'll have the stomach to watch it again. Who knows? Um, but This I could watch over and over again, though. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Um... Yeah, this is this was great. Um, so I think uh, all y'all can guess that we pretty much liked it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Um, yeah, it was really great. Um, uh, who were some of your favorite characters um, and performances? Um, obviously, my favorite character was uh, Dido Bell. Um, yes. What a like great! I think this was her debut performance, and it's so like powerful i could watch her face like emote things for days just Mm -hmm. the the, she Mm -hmm. is just (sighs) just great um well and she's drop dead gorgeous to begin with i know um (laughs) i'm like why is anyone (laughs) like even debating marrying her she's (laughs) insane (laughs) um and she is such a fantastic actress um i yeah i i loved her um you know i think there there is a plethora of uh some of my favorite english or uh, british period drama yeah folks in this movie you know penelope wilton (laughs) i knew you would Uh, love the penelope (laughs) well i just i adore her um miranda richardson um emily watson tom wilkinson um uh, our our respective bays, uh, Matthew Good and James Norton, yeah. of course. Uh, yeah, um, but you know, I'm gonna have to tip my hat to Tom Felton. Oh, um, you know, uh, I have enjoyed watching him uh, and his um, his skill as an actor uh, from the first time I saw him, which was in the movie. Uh, the King and I, oh. that was done. Um, it has Jodie Foster in one of the principal roles. Um, it, it, and it, it is fantastic. It actually might be one that we would want to add to the list. Um, but uh, he's just this wee little baby Tom Felton. Um, <laughs> and he was so delightful in that. Um, then, of course, the Harry Potter films. Um you know, where he plays Draco Malfoy, a kind of, you know, now that we think about it, um, uh, kind of a... Racist? Draco is a racist. Well, yes, 
Yes, Draco is a racist, but he's really, he's really kind of, his racism is at like a level two as compared to James Ashford's racism, which is at an 11. Oh, yeah. Um, he, you know, you always think when you're watching the Harry Potter movies, oh, Draco, boo, his man, boo, boo, boo. He, he frightened me in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, his performance was so, so, he went there. When he started, like, grabbing at her, I was genuinely scared, yeah. Oh my god. I was god. like, I it don't was, remember it, this, was... does he hurt her? Yeah. I, I, I remember that um, when he first comes into um, the house to meet the family and he sees her for the first time, the look of absolute disgust on his face. I mean, he's great at doing the sneer. We've all seen eight movies of him doing that sneer, but he put something extra behind it in this movie and uh he he was fantastic in his part hated him so much but he did an amazing job you know i found the james norton character um you know i was excited to see him in a period film but not like mm-hmm. this not like this and mm-hmm. um, he grossed me out just as much as his brother oh, yeah. he is just as bad oh, yeah. in my eyes all of his bullshit absolutely i completely forgot about this character so when he was going on about like the weirdly trying to be complimentary exotic flower thing i was like oh this is ringing some alarm bells uh, for me uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. this is quite disgusting and it just got worse from that oh yeah yeah i mean it was a perfect example of of you know how racism you know can come at you from multiple uh directions from someone who is just thoroughly hating you like yeah there's no question i'm gonna hate you um and someone who is you know looking at you like some you know as you say exotic flower you know and how uh you know in the in the united states you know a lot of people uh you know when they talk about uh racism uh in this country um you know, they talk about the South for obvious reasons. Um, but for a lot of us, <laughs> there's a point where at least in the South, it's in your face. Yeah. And it's, it is something that, you know, is, is not hidden. Whereas, um, you know, in the North, there was still uh, racism uh, to deal with, but it was oftentimes coded and um underhanded and uh really subtle and still just as horrible um as it was in the south and um you know that kind of shit continues to this day oh yeah it's definitely like the james norton character i see so much of that's Mm -hmm. around in the culture still Mm -hmm. of just I'm going to treat you like you're a person, but I will constantly think that you're beneath me. And that's just yeah. just as bad. Um, oh, yes. Oh, yes. 
Um, but yeah, I, when I was watching the movie, I was just like, oh, Rita's not going to be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Rita's not going to uh, be happy. All of my favorite actors eventually play like rapists or racists. I just, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Matthew Good. Oh, um, sweet angel. <laughs> he, first of all, uh, you know, we always talk about the costumes and these things, and the costuming was absolutely phenomenal. I was kind of like, why is he walking everywhere in his Navy outfit? <laughs> he is, even on the docks, I was like, is this appropriate? Yeah. It's like, you, know, you could go kind of a little incognito on this trip, but oh well, you you do you. Um but uh, yeah, he looked amazing in that naval uniform. Um, yeah. Oh, and he's such a great dad, even though he was there for like literally two minutes. <laughs> he's like, um, exactly. We've exactly. only got five minutes. I'm gonna like really make it count, and so I'm gonna really reinforce and advocate for you, and like be like, yeah. you are an equal. Okay, remember that. Buy him out. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then when she learns of his death, you know, she's quite sad and says, you know, she had looked forward to making his better acquaintance. Like, R.I.P. I know, R.I.P. But, um, you know, when you think about it. Yeah, should he have been having sex with a slave he picked up no. on the... <laughs> No. Nope. We. No. No, 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 no. No, nope. still, still problematic. Yeah, you know, exactly, but... exactly. You know, Ugh. Ugh. I, I think like he did something very shitty, but he was also like dealt with the consequences of his actions by actually taking care of his child mm-hmm. properly, which is mm-hmm. more than I can say for most men. Yeah, ever. <laughs> um. <laughs> um. Oh gosh, Tom Wilkinson. Oh. Oh God! Give him a knighthood. A I freaking adore. Is he? Has he gotten one yet? I would have. I would have assumed that going to he'd, check. he'd gotten one by now because he is a national treasure. No, he has not. Wait. Uh, what? No. If not, that needs to be resolved. He. Oh wait. He has an OBE. I am uh, wrong. But also, okay. an OBE All is right. not good enough. Okay. Like. Give him a knighthood. <laughs> well, aren't OBEs the ones that all of the actors and you can musicians get, and stuff get? You can get a, a, a knighthood for. Now, is he? Would he be address? Would he be okay to address himself as Sir Tom I think so. Wilkinson with the OBE? I, I think so. Yeah, I think so. I'm not an OBE expert. Um... Oh come on! <laughs> you're, you're... <laughs> Uh, you live there. You're an expert on all things. I've never had British. an OBE in my <laughs> acquaintance, so. <laughs> but you know how, like, you have, um, you have like dames, and they, they, this is yes. I think something similar. I think, I think. Oh, I'm much better with like hereditary titles because uh, it's historical. OBEs are fairly recent. Yeah. So. Ah. Okay. Okay. But yeah, he is absolutely brilliant in this. Do you know who does deserve some kind of award um, recognition? Miranda Richardson is probably one of the greatest actresses of all time and just, like, human gold. Hell 
Yes. Her ability to be a gigantic bitch but still be like magnetic on screen is a. Uh... Mm-hmm. I just when I saw she was in this film, I let out a hallelujah because that's uh... <laughs> the scene where where um she's like going up to James Norton's character and being like you are not to go near her. And then he's like, she's very rich. And she's like, allowances can be made. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's like, oh, you cow. Oh. So then she is like Ugh. the Chris Jenner of the 18th century. Um, just. <laughs> you appreciate her cunning if literally nothing else. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord, have mercy. Um, but yeah, that was um, so many great performances in this. And we were blessed with a truly gifted cast. What did you think about um, Sam Reed as her love interest? John Devenier? <laughs> if only we were actually French. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we could pronounce that. Um, um, I, I, was, I was fine with Same. him. Same. I mean, you know, yeah, it was fine. And he performed the role fine. I found him to be a bit overwrought and hysterical in absolutely every scene. He was just giving it like 15. (laughs) And there was this scene later on where Lord Mansfield was like, dude, you need to control your emotions. Otherwise, the world is going to destroy you. And I was like, preach it. He is too much for me. Maybe that's what was was um, not necessarily bothering me, but I was just like, I don't know what it was, but you know, it was like, yeah, I was, I was happy that you know he loved her for her, and and um, um, that that she you know returned his affections, and you know yada yada yada, because you know I yeah. heart romance, um, but I, I, yeah, he he was. He was a little stomping. Yeah, and just like I also <laughs> noticed the second time around, um, watching this, I was the first time I just accepted it, but the second time around, I realized that the scene where they're like falling in love and getting to know each other is a montage. So you've got all these scenes mm-hmm. before where all they're talking about is the court case, and then the bit where they fall in love is a montage. It's like not important. You don't need to worry mm-hmm. about that. And then like by the time that they're gonna be together at the end, you're like. Okay, but what do you two, like, have in common outside of this court case? (laughs) You both hate slavery. That's a great base to start from. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. Always good to be on the same side of that argument. (laughs) (laughs) You certainly don't want to be on the other side. But, uh, again, I think, like, if we're going to buy into the romance, we need to see why they're in love, other than... Like, forget that he thinks she's hot and... She likes that he's woke, but that's a that's yeah. what we've got. <laughs> but that does not that that in and of itself does not no. a relationship make. And I suppose like that's not really the point of this movie. Like the romance is sort of tagged on. But I think mm-hmm. why include it if you're just gonna fumble it as well? Yeah, yeah. So um, we've talked about um, a couple of moments here and there. Uh, did you have any other favorite moments uh, in the film? that come to mind my absolute favorite probably one of my favorite moments in any film is when the black maid uh came in and she she saw her brushing her hair and was like 
do you oh. need help? And then like helped her yes. out. That was like such a good moment. Yes. And like Yes. I was yes. just like, oh my god, what a sad life. <laughs> she she can't even do her own hair. I mean Although you you, you have to stop and think, okay. We've seen her with this, you know, like gorgeous hair, you know, yeah. gorgeous hairdos, blah, blah, blah. You would think that she would know how to work with it. She might just do what I do when my hair's too, like, a curly mess. I just go, put it in a bun. <laughs> we're just going to, we're going to put it in a bun <laughs> and hope for the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, me, you know, my head wraps are the, the things that kind of get me past the, you know, you really needed to wash your hair last night. <laughs> yeah, kind of uh, I, I, I really should have washed my hair. <laughs> I'm feeling that right now. Um, yeah, uh, uh, same here. Um, but uh, uh, the the other one of my other favorite moments, although it's an absolutely heartbreaking one, is when uh, Dido is sitting in front of the mirror and she's like rubbing her hands. And then she starts, like, beating on her chest and her face, you know, clearly trying to, wishing that would rub away, that the darkness would rub away. And that is, that is such, such a difficult thing to see because, you know, that, that kind of self-hatred is so very real um, in the black community. I mean, hell, you know, we still have, um, even a, a myth amongst the, you know, our own people, you know, you have things like the paper bag test, um, where, you know, if you are darker than a paper bag, um, your position within kind of the, the black hierarchy, say at one of the historically black um, colleges and universities. Um, if you're trying out for, um, like the, the band or the, the cheer squad, um, you know, if you're darker than a paper bag, you know, you may get on like the, the flag crew, but you're not going to be a cheerleader, you know, that kind of thing. Um, that shit still happens. Um, unfortunately. And yeah, and it's, it's pretty disgusting. But that that was a truly heartbreaking scene um, in the movie. But I think it was also one of the most telling um, scenes that we had. I almost think like all of those scenes where the movie like really shines for me. I don't think about the stuff with the court cases like particularly being that entertaining. To be honest, like if the case is so well known and. It's like I already know how it's gonna end, and like the uh, the whole the tension of oh, is he going to do the right thing, or is her guardian a racist? And you're like, I like I already know. He's he's. Let's <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, see. I I I remember when I saw this the first time. I'd never heard of that court case. Oh. Um, Maybe yeah. it's like a British so, thing. You know, this is a. It, yeah, I mean, it's a it is a pivotal case. It is. Um, yeah, so uh, you know, I I would imagine that that folks over there would know um, about it and how it ended and and all of that. But uh, you know, I think that it's it is it is great to know how that case 
um, was kind of responsible for bringing the southern colonies into the uh, the Revolutionary War. That was actually a different case. I think they, they, they sort of merged two of his famous cases. So there was the one in... Oh! That was in 1772, and the one in... Okay. Uh, the Zong case was in 1781, so you'd already achieved oh, okay. a revolution. <laughs> uh, the one in 1772, um, uh, the one in 1772 um, is the one that caused... Um, okay, the southern states to go, or the southern colonies to go, wait a minute. We can't be having that. Um, no, 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 no. You know, that fact is often underplayed whenever I see a lot. Like, if I'm reading a thread on Twitter of people arguing about, like, um, a American Revolution and, like, how terrible the British were, I'm always like, yeah, but you know that you only have revolution and you're an independent country because of slavery, right? You know, it's like... It's not something, like, Americans really acknowledge, and it's, like, the undercurrent of absolutely everything. It's just, like, come on, people. It's baked into your country. It's completely... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's quite... Don't worry, you know, we... we... We got into we got into the, the issue in uh, uh, the 19th century, but, you know. <laughs> I think, like, it's one of those things where... Um, I think a lot of, for a lot of American history, it's like, oh, people came over on boats and Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and they just like mm-hmm. completely ignore how factors across in Europe influenced stuff that's going on in America. Like, mm-hmm. nobody is an isolated country, you know, stuff, especially stuff in England and France in particular was really like pushing agendas happening in America. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, totally agree with you on um, the state of uh, U.S. history. <laughs> well, hell, I mean... I say that, not that England is much better off. <laughs> um, but at least I know that one thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, um, totally agree. Um, let me see. Uh, were the, was there anything you didn't like? I found some of the exposition on like the conventions of the time like regarding mm-hmm. like bell's mm-hmm. position and everything slightly tedious um and the second time around i was like oh it's just a lot of people like asking questions and like giving you information uh, for like the first 40 <laughs> minutes of the movie and like there's scenes where bell asks questions that she just wouldn't where she's like oh why am i not allowed to sit with the family um and I'm like, what? <laughs> well, she's like, what, 18? When this is happening? Yeah, At I that point, so. she would know why. And it's, by the way, it's not just because she's black. I think a point they really, like, hammer home in this movie is she's illegitimate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and if she was white and illegitimate, she would still not be allowed at that dinner. Um, So... It's like a double whammy. I think what's good about this movie is it's sort of intersectional and it's like like feminist as well as um, dealing with racism because there are like comparisons mm-hmm. between like um, slavery and the marriage market and like they're trying to 
yep. poor Elizabeth out there. Like, quick, make some money. <laughs> you're penniless. Exactly, because you know you're 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 gonna be broke if you don't you know find somebody who's gonna pick up the pick up the check for you because you, you ain't got, got shit. shit. And and like she's completely at the mercy of her father, who is shitty and has left her with nothing. Um, so there is this yeah. like contrast the whole time between those cousins and it's not just like because one's black and one's white it's also like one of them had a loving father who provided for her and the other one's got a piece of shit who's run off with a new bride <laughs> yep yeah Ugh. like you know what an asshole but I was talking about something I didn't like and I just went off on a random rant um yeah that's okay you go, um, you go girl I think maybe I'm just like <laughs> Like one of those people that happens to know this particular bit of information, so this movie is tedious for me mm-hmm. only, and for like the general <laughs> audience, um, will need that shit because they don't know all of the conventions of the time, and I'm just being like picky mm-hmm. because I do, you know, I read too many romance novels. <laughs> what can you do? <laughs> Oh gosh! What about you? Yeah, I, I, uh, for me, um, I think I already talked about um, the. I didn't. There were things that I didn't like about it because it was, you know, dealing with the dealing with the um, racism aspect of things. The the scene where Tom Felton grabs yeah. her is, you know, borderline triggering. Um, for me. Um, and so, you know, even though it was performed well, it was still harrowing, um, for lack of a better word. Um, I think I hated the fact that Matthew Good's character died so quick. <laughs> I, yeah. Because we, we needed more, we needed more of him. More Matthew Good in everything, please. <laughs> oh, absolutely. If there's never, there's never, too much Matthew Good, period. End of discussion. I guess, like, <laughs> you, they hired him because they needed someone that was, like, amazing and would make a huge impact on the movie, but would be gone after, like, three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he did the exactly. job. <laughs> exactly. Can't get... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... It, it's kind of like Judy Dench um, in uh, Shakespeare oh, yeah. in Love. You know, she's what? Yeah, she's in the movie for, like, what, five minutes? And she's nominated for a bloody Oscar. Like, the scene where she, <laughs> she like, all the courtiers are sticking their robes over puddles for her and she's just like, oh, bloody hell, and walks over them. Oscar worthy. Yes, yes. Oscar worthy. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, yes, queen. Literally. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, but yeah. He, he um, so what good. would you give this film out of 10 then? Uh, I'd give it an 8. <gasps> same. <gasps> really? Yes, yeah, same. Oh my god! <laughs> it's hilarious how we're surprised it's like we both agree on a rating. Because <laughs> it so rarely happens. It's like, oh, really? Oh my gosh, we are in sync. Yay! Yeah, yeah. I, I really, I really enjoyed this, and um, you know, I think that it, especially, especially now, um, uh, really 
think that it would be a, a great um, hour, 45 minutes uh, spent if you're looking for something, um, something to watch. Uh, it's, it's terrific. Yeah. And I think we need more movies like this, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yes. Especially with like period dramas. It's a genre for like bookish nerdy ladies. Okay. And there are many of us, damn it. Many of us. (laughs) And I think this is the kind of content that we as viewers would actually like. What we get instead is often just like drivel and just uh, (laughs) it's like teach us things about you know the past that we need to know rather than just like recycling the same old romance yeah 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 okay all right well you know we surprisingly we've been asked to do this uh, movie for a while, but we didn't get anything uh, in our inbox or messages about it. So we have a sad, which means that this is all from us this week. Although this this was a lot. This was a long one. <laughs> this is a long one. Yeah. So um, let's see. We will be back next week where we will be watching the British miniseries North and South. Yay! Oh, 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 yay! Um, And if you have any other suggestions about what we should be watching after that, or just want to chat, then please get in contact. You can message us on our blog, email us at poldarkfancast at gmail.com, or find us on your social medias at poldarkfancast. And as ever, please do us a favor and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Stay safe. Stay at home, and if you can't stay at home, wear a bloody mask. Wear a mask. Wear a mask. And, uh, wash your hands. Yeah, wash your hands, too. And uh, six feet. Say six feet. How much is that in meters? Two meters? Two meters. Um, yeah, two, yeah. Let's... In, in Eng- England, they're like one meter plus, and that is really vague because nobody one knows how plus? much. plus? That is. Yeah, over a meter, and you're fine. Oh, for God's sake. Just say two. Yes. Come on. Two meters. Or if you're like me, maybe like four meters because (laughs) people are disgusting. (laughs) Anyhow, y'all take care, stay safe, and we'll see you next Uh, week. (laughs) Bye-bye. So I'm a mortal and you just a lighting
from the soul, just a drive I'm a Sadie's cathartic and all that we are Should be waiting on you On you I've given you life With my pride I sit at your side You've taken mine You look in my eyes The rivers I've cried The path that I've paved You pass me by Like we did